welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on internet land and socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. We should be good. Mm-hmm. Ava, how are you? Hi, Hi Preston. I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing very well. It's been uh, it's been loud out here. We've had a bunch of kids screaming, but I think they I think they took a little break. So I think we're good. All right. How's uh How's everything? You're in Ohio. You're outside of Cleveland, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Oh, well, I love it here. Now it's already sunny and warm. It's in the 60s, and I oh, like nice. that. Uh, we're not far from the lake so although i live inside i mean not on the coast but inland yes uh, still we have this beautiful lake area where we go and watch sunset so yeah you're on lake erie correct uh yeah not far from it okay that's cool yeah it's um well ava is a well, I, you're a landscape painter, but I would almost consider you a seascape painter. How do you how do you uh, label yourself? Uh, I don't or, like or do you not? Yeah. <laughs> well, why not? Uh, I used to actually paint wildlife paintings and florals and landscapes and whatever. Yes. But um, about five years, I think six years ago, uh, me and my family we we were living. We lived in Montenegro. That's a small uh, country in the south of Europe. Yes. And we lived right by the coast, right by the beautiful Adriatic Sea, which is part of Mediterranean. Yeah, beautiful. period when I decided to focus on seascapes because I was so inspired by the beauty of that clear, crystal clear, turquoise water. I could pay, couldn't paint anything else. You know, I was just mesmerized and I needed to share what I see. That's so cool. No, yeah. And, and I think, well, first of all, I love your paintings. I've always loved thank your you. paintings. Um, I love your paintings too, Preston. Oh, thank um, you so much. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm always inspired seeing yours. They're very calming and serene and beautiful. And um, you can do, we were talking about this a little bit the other day, you can do very, very super realistic ocean scenes and then you can you almost border a little bit on some of the more abstract too um mm-hmm. but i i just have always loved your work you're my favorite um seascape painter wow. and it's cool to Thank hear that you're so yeah it's cool to hear that you uh were doing like florals and animal paintings before that i also had a a previous life where i was doing pop surrealism so it's mm-hmm. i'm always interested to hear how artists transition from one to the other but um, so you basically you you got the bug when you when you saw the ocean when you're living in Montenegro exactly. and then you couldn't yes. turn back. <laughs> and you just mentioned actually. So me and my family we moved to to the U.S. five years ago. So we lived okay. a year in Montenegro and then 
We moved here five years ago because of my husband's job. And it was the first time I have ever seen the ocean. Because oh, before wow. that, I was born in Russia by the Black Sea. Yes. And we traveled a lot, like Egypt, the Red Sea, and Turkey, and France, Mediterranean. And we also saw Baltic Sea. But it was the first time ever, five years ago, when we went to New Jersey. When I oh, saw really? that amazing power of the ocean, it has, I mean, it's nothing compared to the sea. It's much more alive powerful yes. and like unlimited unrestricted and that was another um push for me to focus on painting water i was you know i was overwhelmed the same with ocean like um like i belong there i love the water and at the same time i'm feeling so small you know intimidated by its yes. power and glory and it's, right. it's good you know no, it's sometimes we feel, yeah, man is the king of nature, right? We, right. We, but those those experiences, uh, when nature reminds us how little, how small we are, how insignificant we are. Oh yeah, it kind of puts you in your place a little bit. That's a nice. That's a nice reminder. Um, I, I had that kind of a similar reminder with my job. I was when I started out as an as a painter. I was like nobody's paying attention to me, but people should be paying attention to me. And then when I finally just realized that, oh, okay, it's not all about me. I have this job. There's all these people around struggling and trying to do the same thing. Once I kind of embraced that, that it wasn't, mm-hmm. everything didn't <laughs> revolve around me, uh, it, uh, everything kind of opened up. So it sounds yeah. like you have a similar reminder in a, in a different know. way with the ocean. Exactly. And also, if we talk about competition in the art world, yes, yeah, you are right. It can be very intimidating because um, lately um, there are many people um, who paint all, all things water, just like me in yeah. their own styles and uh, many different techniques and mediums. But I'm not alone out there. And sometimes, you know, you can't help yourself from comparing um, your art with their art. Wow, how, how do they do it? Yeah. Sure, how yeah. Do, and so on. And that's the thing that actually um, can discourage any person. Because yeah. yeah, everyone is so special. And what we should do, and what I realized just recently, maybe a couple of years ago, we should compare ourselves to ourselves in the past. So to measure that progress. Oh, I like that. And that that helped me so much, you know, because even on Facebook, we see those memories popping up. Uh, how how did we paint, I don't know, a year ago, two years ago. And when I see that progress that I made, it really motivates me uh, to pursue, uh, to challenge myself with every new painting to uh, not only to paint... Um, my emotions, uh, my connection to the ocean, but also pay attention to all the technical details. Yes. Ages, colors, contrast, light and shadow, everything. Isn't that interesting when you look back? Because it's very yeah. easy, as you say, it's very easy to get kind of intimidated. But I it's know. interesting when you look back and, and you measure yourself against some of your old work. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, wow, I, I, I you can't even remember yeah. You know, how you were at the time, for, for me, sometimes I, I look at a painting and I'm like, I don't even remember that coming out of me. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a nice a little contrast. I like that. I think it's hard nowadays, especially with online as well. I think there's so many 
uh, with like in Instagram, especially. It's mm -hmm. so easy to get intimidated because it seems like everybody is an artist, right? I know. And on YouTube too. Yeah. The yeah. competition is so high. Like, how do they do it so fast and so well? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, and then you ask yourself, sometimes I wonder if these people are actually doing it. I know there are some people who, who kind of pose in front of other artists' work and they go, yeah, I'm an artist. There are people like that <laughs> out there. It's, so nowadays it's kind of like, it's the wild west of, of the art world. But um, I, that, that's a good segue. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about YouTube. So mm -hmm. that's a platform that you use quite a bit that I, yeah. I don't use that often. I'm starting to. And mm -hmm. um, how's that been for you? Has that been a, a very good way to kind of increase your exposure? Definitely, yes. And uh, I just noticed that <clears throat> I'm guessing more than half, maybe even... 70% of my Instagram followers, they're just um, beginner painters, beginner artists who need my advice. Right. So, uh, and uh, Instagram only allows to post you one minute videos and uh, Instagram TV, IGTV, just, I don't know, it's vertical. So it's not exactly the format that allowed me to share my skills and knowledge. I mostly saw Yeah, it's not ideal. But over the years, uh, I taught myself um some and you know found just what things that work for me better and i'm ready i'm ready to share them yeah. and that's why i mean people ask me so many times you know and uh, although there are some local art centers here in cleveland well the most you could teach is like group of 10 people at the time and it's right. also challenging but youtube uh, you just of course it takes time yeah to not only <clears throat> to make this video, but to edit it, because I don't know, sometimes it takes much longer for me to edit a video than just to record it. Oh, of course. Yeah. It it's the same like, thing with the podcast. Yeah. It takes oh, me twice oh, as long yeah, to edit. I feel you yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's really cool that you're also, um, it's kind of like the podcast for me. It's cool that you're giving back. Um, you're sharing what you've learned over the years because you've been doing this for what, at oh. least 15 years almost. Uh, you know, I, I can count, uh, actually, so I started painting, I took uh, a workshop in oils when I was pregnant with my youngest kid. So I have three kids, and he is turning eight now, so okay. it's about eight years. Uh, no, oh. it was when she, a little more than eight, you know, when he wasn't born yet. Okay. So, and um, uh, before that, I was always interested in art, like... But it was never, it never occurred to me that it could be a full-time career. Right. Yeah. And I have an education, a master's and bachelor's as a linguist and teacher. But um, I, I don't know. I was raised in an environment where I was born in Russia. Mm -hmm. And my parents were always supportive of, of all my hobbies, including painting, and they had watercolor, tempera, everything I need to just doodle, to paint. Nice. Uh, but mm, <laughs> as people say, you need to be practical, you know? You need right. to, <laughs> to I make think that's the living. same everywhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they basically they basically supported you and only as they a hobby, did, though, right? But they, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my parents were similar. They were always encouraging me with sports and with um, acting and with painting and music. Mm. And then... My, but my dad always said, well, be careful, Preston, you know, you don't want to be a jack of all trades, master of none. Mm -hmm. So they were always like pushing me to try to focus on something. But it's funny because now I, all these things kind of come into play. You can do your art, you can show it 
on YouTube. You can, yeah. you can do the podcast. You've got yes, uh, social that's media. That's just amazing. You're so right. You know, every life experience that I had, it just, it, it's leading. It was leading to this very moment. Exactly. Uh, because, yeah, my native language is Russian. Yes. So I started, uh, I became interested in uh, learning and reading in English and German just because I love language, I still love languages, any foreign languages. I'm also learning Italian, French, you know, just because I love comparing. Oh, nice. Words, like, Wait, so you speak four languages? <laughs> you speak so, four languages? Uh, I'd say I speak three, Russian, okay. English, and German. But I understand and can read Italian and French, you know, just because they are all Latin-based um, Roman-based language, so you, you understand the uh, similar roots and definitely second guess. Yeah, the meaning of the words. It's funny because I always find that people from um, from foreign countries they are always very modest about their languages. They're like, "Yeah, I speak uh, I speak three pretty well," but and then an American will know fifty words of a different language, and they're like, "Yeah, I speak two languages." <laughs> It's like, no, you don't. You know how to curse. You knew how to curse about 10 times and then say, where's the bathroom? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, that's really, that's really impressive. Uh, I'm always impressed by anybody who can speak more than, more than one language. Um, do, you think, do you find that that goes into your art at all? Or also yeah. a, a sub question. I know you have three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, does that also feed your art? Uh, you can focus on one or both if you want. Yes, definitely. So... Um, if we talk about first starting with the sub question, so uh, it was one of, um, the reasons why I decided not to go back to teaching. I was a a university, um, professor, teacher, tutor, whatever you can call me. Uh, and, um, you know, it was quite stressful. Um, I mean, I was at everything that I ever did. I was trying to be not the best at it, but I mean, to, to give my all to it. Right. And when I came back, came back home in the evenings, I was just exhausted and stressed out after a whole day of teaching to people a little bit younger than me. You know, they were <laughs> 19, <laughs> 20 years old, and I was like 25, 26. Oh, wow. So it was also, yeah, <laughs> not easy. Uh, and then I thought, I was thinking, what should I do? Because... I love languages, but yeah, maybe there should some should be some other things. And then a friend of mine, she just uh, recommended, um, she just mentioned that she takes those amazing art classes at a local art school for adults. Yeah. And so I just tried, joined it. Why not? You know, I had time. At that time, I was pregnant with my third kid and I was already on maternity leave. So I had some time to spare. <clears throat> and I oh, loved nice. it so much. Just the medium, or the feeling of um, the texture of oils and oh, the yeah. effects I can create with them. I, I don't know. It was nothing uh, like watercolors and tempera and pencil. Nothing, nothing like any medium I tried before. I completely agree. I fell in love with it, yeah. Oils are amazing. <laughs> I love them. I just love yeah. the texture. I love the smell. I love the, the yeah, shine the of them. Right. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> Well, that's cool. So, so you... I decided painting so much. I mean, every day. And yeah. my house was full of paintings. The house of my parents was full of paintings. All my friends have had a lot of them. Yeah, I decided, my, my husband said, uh, why don't you open an Etsy shop? Why don't you try 
selling them. And through, and I did that. And um, what year was this? Uh, my my shop is everwolfsescapes.etsy.com and it was in, so I guess only half a year after I started painting, my son was born in two, I'm so bad with numbers. Oh, it's okay. So somewhere, somewhere in 2012. Okay. Okay. So around eight years. Yeah, eight years ago. Uh, and um, um, I first put my, set my prices very low and it worked, you know, yeah. because uh, yeah, people liked my work and uh, with time I got good reviews and I didn't uh, need to come back to my old job anymore. So when my kid was already, and you know, maternity leaves are very long in Russia. So you could, especially, I mean, if you're a teacher, you could stay home with your kid for a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, oh, we need that here. I I know. Wow. I feel so sorry for American women because yeah, yeah, I think they have like six weeks maximum, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky, I know a couple of people who have about two or two months or three, yeah, three months, but it's not enough. Mm -hmm. That's something I hope we're going to be changing. Uh, me too, me too, because you know it's not just not natural. Young yeah, it's mother not. should be, especially the first half a year at least. Yeah, it's like, oh, you just had a, a child who needs your constant attention and physical contact. We're going to just yes. tear you away from them, <laughs> you um, know? And then a lot of times the, the father is also working, so. I'm, yes, yeah. that was the case with us, so yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, I realized that this art business that um, I was that I had uh, gave me time to spend time with kids, and um, I usually right now I start my job my work in the studio when the school bus leaves. Okay. And uh, half an hour before it comes back, I, I already clean up my brushes. So that's my school day. Uh, that's my work day. Oh, and that's about, awesome. Yeah, about I don't know, maybe six hours, ten hours, seven hours. A, uh, hours a day so works for me you know kids come back so i'm mom again <laughs> hello <laughs> right right you put on the you put on the mom hat yeah right <laughs> well it's it's not that different for me with my wife i i get mm-hmm. up with her in the morning at 6 a.m and then i get started with my day and then she comes home around four and I'm, then i'm the husband i i put on yeah. that hat but i'm interested because i think we talked about this a tiny bit my my wife is very interested in, in having children and I am too, obviously. She's just a little more ready than I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, but we're getting close, let's put it that way. And I'm worried about those first couple of years when there's no um there's no school or if daycare is mm-hmm. too expensive. Um could you handle doing your painting practice with your kids being at home? Well, um, uh, so I'm a woman, and uh, for for me, um, I only had their nap time. Babies nap a lot, so right. Um, yeah, I still if you're have lucky. three or four hours a day, right? Oh, okay. So, uh, but so I think you will have much more time if, if she takes. <laughs> I don't know most of the uh, care. I, so it, it's different for every family. Well, yeah, I she goes to work. Working. She goes to work at UCLA and um, I'm actually, it's funny because I'm the one who's actually at home. So it seems like I would actually potentially have more time to raise the kids or the kid mm-hmm. uh, at home. So it's, I'm just trying to figure out how I could balance that. Uh, I'm getting advice from somebody who knows more than I do. <laughs> yeah. So baby snap. So thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. You should just keep a baby monitor or something next to you. So you would 
you know, be in control of what's happening there. Right. I'll just give him a brush. There you go. You can help sure. me paint. <laughs> that's a good idea. Or just, yeah. you know, finger painting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably safer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. So you, so you were able to swing that pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. That's nice to hear. And also you, with yeah, my ahead. husband's help, as you so I, I think that's, that's just great that you have um, your wife. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, to say that but one person should have a normal job right <laughs> regular job yeah that's <laughs> true yeah in, in the art business yeah you know there are ups and downs and you can't afford um, having lower sales when you have kids to feed when you have a mortgage to pay exactly so that's why i think that in a successful family oh, one partner should have a day job yeah it just it yeah for me yeah no i completely agree and and that's part of the thing that we've been doing i've mm-hmm. been you know i've been doing art full time for 4 years now and i've been just mm-hmm. kind of navigating figuring out how i can make steady income which luckily i've been able to do so far but making sure that in that case of something bad happening like for example yes. the pandemic right now yes could still float by mm-hmm. yeah well that's what i want to talk to you about next um how are you handling uh the covid-19 uh pandemic right now um, I think quite well. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, honestly, uh, so my sales have been down, uh, especially when it just started, when I guess March 13th, um, our governor um, uh, locked down uh, Ohio. And um, I guess I didn't have any sales for three weeks straight. No okay. sales at all anywhere. That was but similar now, with me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I was very discouraged, but I mean, you know, on the other hand, uh, I think it was a wise thing to do for him because it was still, it was not a bad time for me because I had all my kids at home and my husband was also working from home. I just put on mother's hat, as you say. Right. <laughs> full time. Mom cap. Yeah, full <laughs> because, time. Yeah, I had five people to feed three three times a day and so on and entertain them and so and also homeschooling. Yeah, I know. Oh, you might not have Thanks. had time to even paint anyway. Uh, yes, or, but or not as much. Uh, uh, I didn't paint so much, but you know, uh, I painted. I think before, yeah, before it all started. I don't know why, but I had some some time on my hands for for two weeks before that. And I painted many pieces, like I had six or seven paintings I haven't published on my social networks yet. Oh, nice. So I had still some new uh, stuff for my social media marketing. So it was not a problem, you know, but I, and I also had two videos that I had to edit. So right. who cares if I don't make new paintings as long as I have something new to publish Well, that's a, that's a really good lesson. I know a lot of younger artists listen to this too. I mean, artists from all different walks of life um, and and levels of experience, but that's something very important that I always tell people um, is to have a little bit of a backlog of paintings because people are saying, Oh, how do you get, how do you get your work up every day or every other day? Or it's because, well, first of all, I have, I have a huge backlog of work. I, um, Mm -hmm. I have probably 800 paintings or 800 or 900 paintings that I've done at this point, but I always have about four or five new paintings at yeah. any given time that I can. So oh, if you too, okay. Yeah. See, so if, if you don't have a new one ready to go, you can just dip into these uh, while you're creating a new piece and, and yeah. letting it dry. That's true. 
Yeah, that's great. And- well, it's good to hear that you're doing that. I was excited to talk to, to you for many reasons, but one of them was because uh, you and I focus primarily on online sales. Yes. That's that's kind of how we make, I mean, we both do gallery shows as well. Mm-hmm. Like you do, you are part of, um, you're represented by a gallery, correct? What's the, yes, what's yes, the name? Yes, I am. Gallery, uh, gallery Plus? Plus. Gallery yeah. Plus at 78 Street Studios in Cleveland. Yeah, and then that's you're... a very nice gallery. We have a photographer there, mixed media artist, impressionist, and um, me, a realistic seascape painter. And overall, that's a very nice artist community. Oh, cool. 78 Studios and overall in Cleveland. Amazing to have such support there. And, you know, we also encourage each other. That's so think. important to have a community of mm-hmm. artists that you can talk to. True. Do you find that you talk to artists more um, online or with through these communities? Uh, before the pandemic started, so we, we mostly, I mostly um, talk to them in person during all their receptions and all the meetings. But of course, we keep in touch on Facebook, Instagram too. Right now, honestly, I'd say that I, I have less time on my hands um, and uh, I don't spend as much time as I wanted on as I really as I want um, on social media marketing. So I'm posting, but I don't spend enough enough time dealing with the comments. Oh like, yeah, well that's that's that, difficult. That's important. Yeah, I mostly look through my direct messages and just um, like comments. But I feel like you know I just sometimes when there is a kid next to me, my kid, I prefer just take him for a walk or read a book to him or just talk to him. Yeah. Then spending hours saying thank you, someone, and just it, it just I love them all. And my followers everywhere on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they give me so much support. But yeah, you've got a very nice following you know, as well. Yeah. Right now I have a little less time for social networks with the kids around. Yeah, still, it's I hard to keep them alive. Yeah, I know. It's hard because I find that with me too, um, I don't have quite as many, you've got like 100,000 plus followers on Instagram, right? 130 something. Yes, Um, that's true. I mean, I've got a fairly good following and it it keeps me busy too. You know, just just answering comments and and being present on there, it's so important to do. But at some point you also have to balance your life. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And I also feel that it's important that we do it ourselves. So I agree. some people, they outsource social networks. They, they hire professionals. But that's, I mean, you feel that, you know, it's not real. Like, yeah, it feels kind of yes. cold. I know. Yeah, so, and you're not, you're not hearing from the, the artist's voice, the real voice. Exactly. So it's worth it that we spend our own time as, as much as we can. No one facts or judges us you know so but that's real us what we can do yeah well no it's difficult but it's also impressive that you're able to do that and what's your youtube um do you, what's your youtube uh, following like oh i guess right now thirty-five thousand. but oh, i'm nice. hoping to increase it yeah it's just you know i don't actually do any promotions like no paid commercials ads and no, no nothing just Oh, you don't have like pop-up ads on your YouTube? Uh, I mean, I don't promote my channel. Oh, I see. I don't, I see. I don't pay to to show, you know, <laughs> first in your search. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I'm hoping that with time it will just grow organically to a couple right. of hundreds. 
so uh, I also wanted to tell you that the reason uh, why I have my YouTube channel at all is that uh, although I took some classes from here, from one person and uh, just from at an art center, you know, uh, I consider myself mostly self-taught anyways, because right. I also read books. Yes, this book and that book and watch this video, that video. But you can um, learn only as much as you are ready to learn. And uh, right That's now, so I feel kind of I'm ready to give back, as you said. And I have to, you know, I have a responsibility to pass my knowledge. <laughs> oh, yeah. To, to keep sharing. Because but you know, it works, you know. It's, well, it's how it works so and it's how it should work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So don't keep it a secret. And I feel so much gratitude. And I read these comments when people share their stories that, <laughs> uh, like, um, for example, one person wrote that um, my art teacher told me I will never be able to paint because I can't draw a self portrait. But thanks to the um, artists like you, um i don't remember how exactly he said but like he can paint now you know without excellent oh, wow. drawing skills because oh, what i awesome. focus on what i teach in my youtube videos is just uh mostly simplifying you know uh, yeah. just uh, yeah seeing larger forms larger shapes and just uh, we can't um and i think even we shouldn't uh, paint everything in every detail you know i admire the patience of hyper realistic painters they're so cool right but me my too approach is kind of painterly and yeah you just take the the essence of the subject doesn't matter what it is like well and also you can feel the energy when you're yeah, doing that exactly yes yes through your lens yeah, yeah. you yes so that's what i teach uh, like simplifying and just paying attention to light and shadow to edges and honestly enjoying the process. That's yes. Amazing. Well, that's great. And that's so uh, rewarding to hear that too from people, but also um, it's interesting that, you know, I, I hate that when teachers do that, when they're so discouraging because maybe some artist doesn't learn the same way that you learn. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a different way that kind of hook them in and to, uh, to kind of get them going with art. It sounds like you were able to provide that for them. So that's awesome. And then also the mm-hmm. self-taught thing. I think we talked about this a little bit the other day. I always yeah. tell people that every artist is at least semi self-taught because you that's do true. learn, you do learn from, from your teachers. And I was fortunate enough to have a mentor who taught, I told you this, he taught, he taught me a lot about how to be a mm-hmm. painter, but I didn't learn anything about, um, I didn't learn anything about the business of art. I didn't even getting down to the nitty gritty techniques, they would give you an overview, but you really just learn by painting and painting exactly. and painting. Mm-hmm. Just like a filmmaker would learn from watching movies. You just watch movies, watch, watch, and it kind of, you absorb it over time. I feel mm-hmm. like that's where the real learning process uh, that's true. happens. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, so, and for me, uh, yeah, for me, and I mean, any seascape or landscape painter, the important part of learning is being close to a subject. Um, yes. That's why I travel a lot. Um, and thank goodness, all my kids and my husband, they love traveling and they love the ocean. Yeah. So we make it usually family vacations. We book a front um, front beach, um, ocean front hotel, motel, anything that's, you know, that is kind of affordable, like a good deal <laughs> yeah. at that time. Yeah. And uh, 
they usually sleep in, but I, I don't know why. I don't even set up an alarm clock, but I wake up 10 minutes or so before the sunrise. Oh, Every nice. time we live close to the ocean, like my biology. You are in sync with the ocean. Yes, yes. And that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you can so see it with your work. I'm serious. You can see it with your, your art. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I, I, I think it's important. So if you paint horses, ride horses or take care of them, uh, be close to your subject, like feel it. Right. If you like painting flowers, make garden or whatever, go to botanical garden, yeah? Just observe that, it in real life under different that's a, light conditions. Yeah, that's a great tip. And also I would, I would take that even further for abstract artists, get to know yourself, you know, really get to know yourself, get to know um, your own thoughts, uh, read books, you know, be inspired by different things because that's where abstract art really comes from. So mm-hmm. that's a different way of kind of knowing your subject, right? True, true, yes. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to ask you, I know you got a lot of inspiration from the ocean, but I'm kind of intrigued because it doesn't seem like you have enough of those trips to really get enough fodder for your work. Do you also paint um, the lake? Is that also? Because do you get similar waves on on Lake Erie? Do you get a little bit Uh, of waves? Uh, we, we have we have waves and we have seashells and we have uh, sea glass and we oh, have wow. you know winds we have storms. Uh, I have a photographer friend, um, Dave Sanford. He lives um, he lives on the other side of Lake Erie in Canada, and he made a fantastic series of um, photographs. It's called Liquid Mountains, and oh, there cool. you could see waves on Lake Erie in storm season. I think maybe November or December. They are as tall as oceanic waves. You know, they are, they are huge. Oh, wow. I've never been out there on the lake in winter. But whenever it's warm, we always watch sunsets and just spend the day there. My kids swim in the lake. It's, it's clean enough. And um, it's such a beautiful place. I wish it was salty, though, you know, because there is nothing like salty breeze. Right, right. It's, it's, it's very healthy. Next best thing next to us. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to start really looking in detail at your work because I don't know if I could distinguish between your ocean paintings and your and your lake paintings. I, I noticed that the Gulf Coast um, uh, of Florida on the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. it has exactly the same views. You oh, know, wow. Because we, we travel to clear water, Indian shores, uh, Tampa, quite a lot. But there, I mean, if you if I just take a picture of a sunset over Lake Erie and um, on Clearwater Beach. It's almost the same. Wow, that's so cool. Well, I love <laughs> that too. I, and I think people who know your work, when they listen to this, that'll be an interesting little tidbit for them. Mm-hmm. So really quickly, um, we are at that time. I'm going to stop it okay. real quick. Sure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back with Ava Wolf, the artist, painter extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, we were talking a little bit, well, we were talking about a lot of stuff, but um, you have won a bunch of awards with your work. Is that correct? 
That's true. Yes. Yeah. What has this been primarily with galleries or online stuff? What What would you say? Um, most of them. So I enter Judith shows whenever I see a call for artists that's kind of related uh, to my art in any way because I don't like um, creating a painting specifically for the show which has nothing to do with me or my art at all but if it's you know for example it one of the shows was identity places and uh, mm, so how could you interpret it yeah through right. escapes on canvas <clears throat> I entered my uh, full moon over the ocean scene and uh, I called it light seeker so it was like like a metaphor uh, like um, like we are all um, looking for the truth right yeah for definitely right yeah for God or whatever right yeah and so the full moon over the ocean in the darkness surrounded what was uh, surrounding it was the a metaphor for a person looking for the light. Nice. Uh, and so, yeah, um, then I just I just follow calls for artists, and um, I physically bring my paintings there. And then you know those days when you <clears throat> wait to hear back from the ju- judges, from the jurors, they are kind of <laughs> um, not easy to survive. But it's right. okay. You know? First, I, I get um, if you know if we talk um, numbers. I'd say that of all the jury shows, I enter maybe half of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, my paintings get rejected. Yeah. And, and that's okay. That's, pretty, that's actually a pretty good you know, number. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, out of uh, all of them that get in, I don't know. So so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say like how often I get awards, you know, it's just... Um, it's different. It's how lucky you are. You've had so many, you just lost count. Yeah, it's just a lottery. <laughs> it what, is a lottery, and it's a numbers like? game. Like, yeah, you never know. But I think still, you know, every rejection is a character building thing. Oh uh, yeah. Because it's important to have those experiences, like uh, and uh, like I don't know, being rejected or just you know when you're already in. And you are there at an award ceremony and you hear all the people who got awards and you see their pieces and sometimes you, you question. So how why is my art any worse than theirs? Why? Right. But there is no answer to that. It's just, There's no answer. No, it's very subjective. Well, and, and once you want to accept it. Yes, that, you do. Yeah, it's human factor. It's just judges' preferences. Right. So, and you know what? I've talked about this on the podcast many times, um, but I always take rejection as a sign that we're moving forward, that we're doing the right, right thing because otherwise you're not getting your work out there. Yes. Yeah. And I still love reception. So you talk to other artists and you even have a chance to talk to jurors. Yep. I never do that, but you know, uh, I mean, I would never come up and say, Hey, why did you reject my work? Right. <laughs> You have a chance to get to know people. Bring a couple big guys with you, you know? Why'd you reject my work? We want to talk we want to talk to you a little bit here. Yeah. Um, well, we've had, I don't know if you know this about what we're doing at Shockbox in uh, Hermosa Beach, but uh, Mike Collins is the gallery owner there, but we've been working together on putting together some juried shows. And I've had the, I, I've been lucky enough to jury about three or four of them now. And it's really interesting to see 
the opposite end of that because I before that I was always on the artist end right. and you either get accepted uh-huh. or rejected and you're you know you're sweating it but mm-hmm. to be on the other end is very interesting because so many times it has nothing to do with the work it yeah. it it's doesn't fit the theme or one of the other jurors you know went with something else or yeah. you know any number of factors there's hardly ever uh, if our work is good if it's at a certain level it's hardly ever that we're just like oh we just don't mm-hmm. like your work. It's more like mm-hmm. keep submitting and your work will work for mm-hmm. your work will work for a different show. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's very, uh, it's very true. It's just a great lesson to just keep doing it and to not take everything personally. Yeah. Yeah. And take it as an opportunity to meet other people, to get to know them, to get to see their newer pieces. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. still, yeah, we are all, um, um, even those of us who are introverts like me, Right. Uh, still, we are social creatures. And, yes. Uh, yeah, um, I think I learned a lot from my local art community and from just online community too. Instagram, Artfinder, Etsy. Uh, I'm inspired by by works of other artists a lot, and yeah. I like to see in the trends. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it's great uh, that now we have access to all the global art scene and even those ridiculous things. And then, uh, a banana, yeah, gets sold for millions, yeah, for for whatever. So even those things, yeah, there's a a place (laughs) for everything, I guess. Yeah. It's because of that, that you and I, uh, met, I mean, we've been talking online for about what, five years now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, this is the first advice, right? Well, yeah, exactly. I'm so glad we do that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I think it's a great lesson. I was going to say, would you recommend that to any artist coming up? I mean, I think I think that's the best definitely. way to uh, to get to get a different kind of education, right? Yes, definitely. So, uh, of course. So, I recommend just uh, following the artist you admire, and. Um, uh, of course, you, you can talk to them, but not everyone replies or replies honestly. Yeah, uh, I would just say, uh, just see what they're doing, what hashtags they're using, like uh, what works for them. For example, right now, um, or maybe for quite a while already, on Instagram, videos and time lapses, those are the things definitely which boost your views. And that IGTV thing is also cool. Yeah. Uh, because people like to see your in process, how you work. Exactly. Yes. And what inspires you and uh, just, just studio. Yeah. That yes. And also it validates that you're actually doing the work, right? Yes. 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 And uh, I don't know anything you have in your, um, in your house. So you, a curious person is interested how it's made. Yeah. Right? I don't know, a mouse I'm holding right now from my computer. So it's actually interesting to, to see how, how it's made. And even and especially when you invest in hundreds and thousands of dollars of your hard-earned money, yeah? you need yeah. to see how exactly it's made and what inspired it. And I just completely agree. Get to know the, the creator, what well, kind I think- of vibe he has. I think that's very important. I, I resisted that for a long time when I started out because I was very introverted at the beginning too. And I, I started to realize that people actually want to know the artist. That's one of the biggest determining factors of actually a collector coming back and buying more work is if they feel like they have a rapport with the artist or they at least have an exactly. understanding of what they're, where they're coming their from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, the word, yeah. 
I mean, you obviously have have done that very well. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, online marketplaces. I know you and I are both on uh, many of the same ones. What do you think, what are some favorites of yours? Um, what would you recommend for a younger artist? Like I have a, I have a podcast episode about my own, but I, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to hear which ones you'd recommend for a younger artist starting out on. Like, do you recommend Etsy? Do you recommend Artfinder? Um, uh, I recommend opening several online shops. Of course, it takes time. Maybe, you know, uh, open first one and then launch the other next months. Yeah. Um, I'd say Artfinder, Saatchi, Etsy. I would recommend Amazon, but not anymore. I had right. a shop there, but I don't know. It's The competition there is crazy on yeah. Amazon. It's, it's kind of like a, how eBay used to be. Yes, yes. It's too yeah. difficult to get fine. I'm guessing, yeah, Artfinder, Saatchi, Etsy for me. And Fine Art America for prints. So yes. I don't do my own prints, but I download um, the best paintings I have in my Fine Art America profile. So people can just uh, print the images they like on anything i don't know on mugs cell phone pillowcase yeah yes yes anything anything yeah that's that's a great way to um not only for people to get something on a budget but to kind of get an introduction to your work i find that a lot of people who will start out buying a print then they maybe down the road they come back and buy an original Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you're saying um art finder sachi etsy um you're you just got on singular didn't you Yes, I did. I did. I'm still waiting for my first sale. I hope it, yeah, it will be there soon. Oh, it's <laughs> I'm coming. <believing. laughs> I'm putting out yeah. the sale vibe right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, anything, anything that works, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, <laughs> right. More, because uh, most, and I'm saying all of these platforms, they do their part. So they charge you commission, Yep. but they do the, their part um, in marketing your art to Definitely. potential customers so the more your art is out there the better it is uh, mm-hmm. and i just randomly sometimes google something and art finder or saatchi they um do that pop-up uh, commercial and i'll add at the bottom of my screen oh yeah yeah i see those everywhere it's my own paintings you know so yeah so they're they're marketing your own work to you <laughs> i'm guessing <laughs> I'm guessing because I'm liking my own work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they just show in favor. I'm favorite. the same way. I'm like, oh, I like this. Maybe I'll buy one yeah. of these. Oh, well, wait, I have it already. It's all right. It's all right, guys. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, what works for one artist is not going to work for another. Like, for example, I think mm-hmm. some artists get um, frustrated because they, I've had people reach out to me and go, wow, you're selling really well on ArtFinder. You know, what's the trick? I can't sell on there. And of course, there are some tricks of getting visibility on the platform, liking Mm -hmm. other people's work. But it's also just about consistency, putting good work up consistently. And eventually, you know, something will sell. But maybe your your marketplace is is Satchi. Maybe that works better for you. And it doesn't work as well for me. Um, So don't get discouraged if you get up on one marketplace and it's not working out for you just keep at it and Mm -hmm. you know something will come of it and share to your social networks so the links that you share on your social networks those are the things that really bring you traffic so if you redirect uh, your customers to such they'll buy there so just do what's what's better for you and also then and then it helps you to get in with the algorithm. The algorithm yes. is what we're all trying to get in with mm-hmm. on these marketplaces yeah. because the more traffic you're driving there, 
the more you're selling, the more people are liking it, the higher you're going to pop up on those algorithms and they're going to start promoting you more. Yes, yes, that's right. And yeah. there in almost every shop, I don't know if you can see reviews on Saatchi. Can you? I, I think it's just um, reviews for Saatchi, not, not for individual yeah, artists. That's weird, actually. But yeah. almost everywhere else, your shop has reviews, like yeah. Artfinder, Etsy. And that's another way uh, to get validation. Yes. Uh, to, to get trust of your customers. Yeah. So for sure. Um, yeah. It also can it be also a little bit daunting sometimes. Mm-hmm. because like I have a painting right now that's it's completely lost it's because of the pandemic but um it's been gone for four weeks and it's just oh, wow. it hasn't arrived yet and luckily the collector understands but it's the first time that I mm-hmm. could potentially have an angry customer even though it's not my fault so you want to do everything you can to keep in contact with your I customers know. in this case guys I actually um well I learned <laughs> My own mistakes, by my own mistakes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this case, so never make your customer angry. Just right. <laughs> refund everything. Yes. Because any negative review can leave you without sales for several months. So whatever the amount of that painting is, it's not worth it. <laughs> just, you know, being like uh, keeping the customer unsatisfied. That's so true. So whatever he wants, give him everything back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've done, I'm sure you've done this too. I've, I've uh, refunded shipping cost out of my own pocket just know, because even right. if it's not your fault, you know, it's just, it yeah. goes a long way to making them happy. And then yes, they sometimes will come back and buy another piece. Yeah. That's how it works. Yep. That's how it works. That's true. Well, okay. That's great. We could talk about online art marketplaces all day, but I want to, I know I don't have a whole lot of time with you today. So I want to switch to a couple uh, personal things. Do you have a, a biggest failure or any failure in the art world that you've experienced? And um, what did you learn from it? Uh, nothing specific comes to my mind, but I think that all those rejections from different yeah. uh, jury shows, they, they kind of hurtful for me. Like, uh, yeah, I, I take them sometimes too closely, uh, too close to heart, but, Right. Yeah, you know, it's just important to have something else to hold on. For example, I have my family. I have mm-hmm. this beautiful world around me. Uh, and if, for example, you painted something uh, and it didn't come out the way you wanted, you could always gesso it, I mean, uh, send it, gesso, and paint something new. Yes. So any failure that happened to me like be it a painting or a rejection or anything or maybe a bad review or lost shipment anything that had ever happened it's still uh, this is some kind of lessons and uh, uh, it's just important little like kind of things we can do without you know like spices in a soup or spices in a, in a salad so yeah. we should, uh, like it can't be any other way it's i agree process so, and it's what you do with those. It's what you, what you do with those spices, right? You can yes. uh, either make a bad soup or you can make a good soup. <laughs> you know, it sounds like you're turning it into uh, to good soup. You know, yeah, right? Yeah, try to learn from it and just uh, don't get upset too much because there are other things going on. And uh, yeah, it's just it's all right. It's all it was meant to be. Yes, you know? it's it part of the out. process. It's all part of a bigger and better plan for us all. I completely agree. And it's, it's so nice to hear you say that because I found that the artists who are doing the best have that kind of attitude. 
it's it's the ones who are like, ah, oh, well, fuck this. You know, this didn't go the way I wanted this to go. And and now, oh, well, whatever, screw this person. Mm-hmm. No, you take it as a learning experience. Right. You turn a negative into a positive. You do whatever you have to do and you learn from it and then you become better moving forward. Mm-hmm. So exactly. you, having that positive attitude is very nice. And also cultivating less uh, jealousy amongst mm-hmm. yourself with other artists because when you see other artists doing well, you should be happy for them because it's, it just shows you yes. what is possible, right? Absolutely We're all in this right. together. Yes. I completely agree with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement there. Um, so do you have any advice that you'd give to your younger self? If you, knowing what you know now, let's say you're just about ready to get into art. Do you have any advice? I know you've already given some great advice, so you can, you can double down on that. Or if you have something else that you'd specifically mm-hmm. give to yourself, just starting out in the art world. Mm, it's not easy. I'd say um, sometimes I tended to pay too much attention to detail mm-hmm. if we are talking about technical part. So right now I'd say uh, focus on capturing the essence of the subject and the painting and try to, uh, right now I'm trying to make it look like uh, as a memory, as we see it in a dream. Mm-hmm. Like a general image impression, um, bring more emotions and less technical details. So, yes. because, yeah, I think a painting should look painterly, like should, should have less that artistic touch, not photographic look. That's, yeah. that's um, I wish I would discover it earlier. But I think, you know, it helped me the time when I tried to meticulously paint details it helped me too it was part of the learning process right i think so yeah you almost couldn't get there without stumbling and and figuring that out for yourself Mm -hmm. i think that's that's great Uh, i think that's so right on too i just feel like sometimes we're we're so in our own heads um Mm -hmm. we're our own biggest critic right and sometimes just getting out of the way getting out of your own way and just letting it flow Mm -hmm. that painterly quality comes out of that that kind of emotion that raw emotion when you when you're um, hushing that inner critic. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's true. Well, and awesome. The, also, Sorry, this technical, one more technical advice. When you paint yeah. big, always step back. Yes. Because I kind of, also, it's another thing of mine. You know, when I try to put in many, many details and I'm close, so you can't see the whole picture. And uh, you tend to overwork and... Um, so yeah, that's a basic advice, but no, but no, I, I learned that the hard way too. Yeah, so squint. Yeah, and go to the other side of the room and just see if it works right, if it looks right from the from a distance. Yeah, because if you're working on such a large scale, you kind of get lost in your mm-hmm. immediate vision, yes. and when you step back and see the perspective, sometimes it can mm-hmm. be all <laughs> askew. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a really really good tip. I was going to, uh, oh, we do this thing. I always see artists as um, superheroes a little bit because we're mm-hmm. we're doing things that other people want to be doing or wish <laughs> they could do, you know. Do you have a, a, a superpower or a secret weapon, something that keeps you creating? I think maybe it's just the ocean, but... Um, That's right. I mean, uh, I'd say it's deeper than the ocean. My secret is... Uh, it may sound, you know, like kind of sweet, but my secret is love. I'm sorry, guys. But no, that's that's, that's great. You know, I, I show 
Um, I don't know if it's the right thing to say, but I feel like I'm a happy person. Mm -hmm. I love my family and I'm happy to be living on this planet at this time where we can sell our art online, where we can travel, fly to see places which are not close to us, you know? Actually, yeah. right now we have so many opportunities. That's just crazy. We're so lucky, I know. Yes. And, and, and there's so many things to... to you, you, how can you ever be bored? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I try to, to render, to uh, channel in my paintings. You know, this overall feeling of happiness and, uh, uh, I don't know, life and love. Yes. So that's what, where it comes from. I just well, feel happier by the ocean with yeah. my family. It's well, let me tell you something. And I'm <laughs> still hoping, although I live in Ohio by Lake Erie, I'm still hoping. So we live here because my kids love the school so much. Yeah. The schools are amazing here. But when they graduate, me and my husband, we are going to retire to Florida. So oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're upgrading bodies of water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me tell you something. It shows in your work. The, the love, the passion shows. I think the reason why love is so important is because it shows that you are a very passionate, deep person and that you can't paint anything of, of great worth without having some sort of depth um, to, to your person. I think that's why some artists who suffer so much also have beautiful work. It's I suffered in the past. I'm glad I'm not suffering anymore. I'm glad I'm happy now. But um, I, I think it's, it's a similar thing. Some sort of deep, intense emotion uh is what creates uh great art and i'm I'm so happy that yours is love and not hate (laughs) (laughs) because your work is amazing and um everybody needs to check it out so where can people see your work online uh both social media and a website uh just my like name and last name eva wolf e-v-a-v-o-l-f.com i also love my etsy shop evawolfseascapes.etsy.com Check out my YouTube channel, my Instagram for behind the scenes videos and just my future projects, ideas, inspiration. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank yeah, you. no, you. it'll be time well spent. Believe me, you'll be very inspired Thank by checking out her work. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. It's great talking to you. to you. Well, we'll have to do another one down the road. Definitely. Okay, thanks so much, Eva. Bye. Bye. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.